0: Hey guys, it's Schnickerman here, back with SchnickCast number three. We're here with Bobby Durian, and today we're going to talk about Fall Guys, a game that Bobby's super passionate about and I am very into as well. So let's jump into this. First question I have is, who are you and where can people find you?
1: Okay, so my name is Bobby Durian, Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Bobby Durian. I am a, a part-time streamer. I don't really stream too often, but I'm trying to get into it in 2021. Um, and I just usually post on Twitter and stuff. Kevin and I have been friends ever since freshman year of high school, so we have a bit of history together. Um, yeah, so I'm here to talk about talk about Fall Guys. I've been playing it a lot during quarantine, and it's kind of helped sort of, uh, kind of revitalize my, my interest in games, which is pretty great.
0: So besides where people can find you on social media, do you want to just give us a little introduction about yourself and your history with Fall Guys as a game? Uh, or maybe what other kind of games you might enjoy playing? So uh, as as a kid, I've always really loved playing Mario Party.
1: It was like one of the few games that my sisters and I would always play and they're they're like we almost have like a whole decade separating us in age, but even then like we still bonded over that game a lot. Um, So it's kind of like a little bit nostalgic to sort of play this against a boatload of other people who at least had the same kind of interest in that sort of game. But I've always been like a Nintendo fanboy. I mean, fanboy is kind of a weird word to to say, but uh, I love Pokemon. I like Mario games, all that stuff. So this very much is in my wheelhouse.
0: Yeah, I, I think Fall Guys came at a really good time for a lot of people. And it's very approachable by a lot of different types of gamers, or maybe even people that might not normally game, but might pick this up and play with their friends. Absolutely, dude. Um, It's
1: actually like like I was very much against playing battle royales. It never really like struck a chord with me. I never kind of got into PUBG or Fortnite or anything. But as soon as I saw something that was kind of like a Mario Party meets wipeout battle royale game i i knew that that was going to like sink its hooks in me and (laughs) i was going to be stuck here for a while and gary i'm still playing it about like five months later six months later almost
0: i think that the smartest thing they could have done was make it similar to wipeout or any of those tv shows that have been on that the wide public knows Mm -hmm. about and thinks are cool and everybody wants to do that but of course not everybody really gets a chance to do that but everybody knows it and thinks it's cool. Well, for the, most, for the part. most part.
1: The game came out on August 4th of 2020. It's a 60-player Battle Royale game. It's got a whole bunch of like independent racing minigames, and then they have the team games where you're competing against other people, and then it all culminates in a finale. It started out with like 20 rounds total that you can end up participating in and had one of four different finales at the end. Um, and it's, it's on its third season right now, which is pretty great, all things considered. Um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what else Mediatonic ends up kind of sending its way, sending, sending over to us, you know? Season three is being referred to as Winter Knockout. It's a winter theme event. They added, uh, let's see, was it? they added two, three new race levels. Um, they added two of the three-person, or sorry. Three team minigames and they also added two new finales which was kind of a, a welcome addition because in season two we didn't get any new finales um so that was like another thing that kept me wanting to play like i wanted to play the new finales because after a while of of playing jump showdown and hexagon and all that it kind of gets repetitive so having something new like thin ice and roll off was was the perfect addition that we kind of needed for the game um and like Kevin had mentioned earlier in, in the in the podcast, they added these themed playlists of rounds, which more often than not usually were curated by the community or curated by some sort of influencer. Like earlier, um, earlier in the season, they had a playlist that was curated by Ninja. And then I think in the previous season, they had one that was curated by Northern Lion, both of which are pretty notable streamers, at least in, in my realm of, viewership and all that um so this was really cool to like play these kind of customized versions of the game and have it be more restricted in terms of the games that you can actually or the rounds i should say that you can queue into because with them expanding more and more with with each season the main show just gets bigger and bigger and bigger so the potential for you not getting the the level that you're necessarily good at or want to see at that particular point in time kind of dwindles a bit, because there's, there's so many different levels that are kind of thrown into that pool. Um, other than that, they added crown ranks, which was a cool way of actually, like, tracking how many crowns you've won throughout all the different uh, previous seasons, and then they would retroactively give you rewards for that. Um, and then overall, they've just been, like, incredibly receptive to community feedback, which is great. They have so many different surveys that they've been posting on their Twitter and Instagram, um, and usually they try to reward the players for giving their feedback in some capacity. Um, recently they put one out, and if you fill out the survey you get five crowns, so that's like a great way to not only get the community working together and trying to make something better for the game, but also rewarding them for giving that input, you know?
0: Yeah, so at the time of recording of this video there's currently a survey, as Bobby hinted at, that you can fill it out and get free crowns. We'll put the link in the description. If you guys haven't done it and you like Fall Guys, we highly recommend that you do it in order to sculpt the future of the game and also to get a few free crowns. It's also worth noting that currently, at the time of recording this video, that if you have a Prime Gaming subscription or you have Amazon Prime, you're able to redeem a special skin and get, I think, 6,500 free kudos. So if you're interested in that you can get that as well you just have to link up your account the 6500 kudos and you get this uh
1: kind of blue and pink polar bear costume that they just added to the game very very interesting looking costume i like the way that it looks so definitely try to get that it's completely free as long as you have a uh, an amazon prime account or a prime gaming account and you have it linked with um with your fall guys profile
0: I think that before, we do want to eventually cover the topic of Season 4 and what we potentially maybe want to see out of that. Um, But I think before that, let's just give a fun little anecdote of... So when we first started playing Fall Guys, I was very excited about it. Um, And when it was announced that it was free to play on PlayStation 4, I decided to pay for PlayStation Plus in order to be able to play the game. Mm -hmm. And we played with a few of our mutual friends, we had a good squad going, and we had to convince Bobby to actually play with us at first, because he didn't want to, and then when he finally started playing, he was a little bit behind, and I had already had maybe five or six crowns, and I remember being at Bobby's house and him being very frustrated that he didn't even have a single crown. And now you should tell the people how many crowns you currently have in the game. So, <laughs> and I'm still at the same amount. I think I'm still at five crowns.
1: So at the time of recording this, I'm sitting at a, at a nice pile of 264 crowns. Yeah, when we, when we initially started playing together, I was very reluctant to have to move my PlayStation 4 into my, into my office, plug in the Ethernet cable, all that kind of stuff, so I can get a direct connection and, and play with everyone. Um, but I'm glad that you guys talked me into it because I, I, I'm really loving this game. I think, it, I think it's also worth mentioning that one of the first crowns that I had gotten was when I was playing with Kevin. And we had gotten to the top of Fall Mountain and I think I, I grabbed him and pushed him off at the, at the summit and then jumped and grabbed the crown afterwards. It was, it, was, it was really funny was that the was
0: that actually your first crown not my, or was not that... my first
1: crown but one of them it was, it was one very of first, yeah like, three or four it was really funny
0: and i think that that was the last time i even got close to getting your crown <laughs> at that point it's also fair to say that i have put substantially less hours into the oh, yeah. game than bobby but he is quite good at playing this mm-hmm. game so goes without saying
1: i I have sunk an unfortunate amount of time into this but you know like when when you're really passionate about something it really doesn't matter all that much but also seeing the hours kind of like is a testament for how good the game is and
0: how much it can be enjoyed exactly so i know what my favorite things about the game is i'm curious uh to ask you what are the main elements about the game and i don't necessarily mean actual gameplay it can be any aspect whether it's the art style or whatever what are your maybe like top two to three favorite things about the fall guys experience
1: oh sure um so starting off i absolutely love the aesthetic of the game it really nailed the whole like kind of tv show competition vibe like even the individual rounds that you're playing with other players are called shows and the way that it's kind of presented as a widely broadcasted tv show all the kind of props and different obstacles in the game are all kind of things that you would see on like a low budget TV show. Like something that's really funny to me in the most recent season is that there's this one level uh, and then the starting area that you're in, there's these little like pine trees that are there. And they're just, like, straight-up inflatable pine trees. You can see, like, the little plastic crease around it and all the little notches that make it look exactly like an inflatable pine tree. It's such a nice little attention to detail that I appreciate so much. Um, So definitely the aesthetic of the game overall is, like, one of my favorite things about it. Um, uh, Other than that, like, I I really enjoy just the the gameplay because it has a very, very low-skill floor but a high-skill ceiling because there's so many, like nuanced mechanics that you wouldn't necessarily figure out without having watched someone else play the game or see someone else do it within the game um like just like climbing onto certain platforms or knowing when to dive instead of jump and dive like there there's a lot of like weird things that you wouldn't know without having seen someone else do it beforehand so it it's it's just very accessible but being Way better at it is, so it's such a hard thing to do. So I, I like the the kind of like overall difficulty curve of the game because it's it's really just a great way to get people to just like, hey, here's the controller, try it out, see if you like it, and if they do, great. If not, whatever. Like they didn't have, like they didn't really have to put in too much effort to figure things out, you know?
0: Yeah. I also like for me, I think what I like about it again, maybe not. sometimes words i think what i like about it that isn't the gameplay and is just kind of building on the atmosphere of the game i think that the developers are very good at putting in the collaborations with different game characters and getting skins i'm usually not a huge fan of purchasable skins and games i mean i don't i just personally don't like that kind of thing but i think the art style that they chose and it reminds me of something like pop vinyls where like, any costume you see in the game, it's Fall Guys style, and it never seems out of place because the game itself is already kind of wacky, so it doesn't surprise you to see these kind of funky characters and this really cutesy style. Mm. Um, Especially with,
1: with like, the Doom Slayer and, um, like, the the main character from uh, Portal and uh, Hotline Miami and all that. Seeing, seeing those characters being translated to a Fall Guys skin, which usually has like a top half and a bottom half, and it looks like a person in a mascot costume, it, it's such a really good translation of, of those different um, like, uh, like independent
0: games and all that. It's, it's great. Right, and I feel like a lot of these collaborations and games these days, they feel very forced. Mm-hmm. I mean, every fighting game has various characters from other random franchises in order to try to get people interested in that specific fighting game, whereas Fall Guys doesn't seem like they're trying to grab fans of those games, it's trying to give the fans of those games who play Fall Guys something cool that they can actually get and, you know, get excited about. Um, Obviously, there's some cross-promotion there as Mm -hmm. well, but... It nothing really seems forced. It just seems like a very simple thing to do. Um, yeah, I, so I I appreciate that a yeah, lot. Yeah, I
1: think I'll keep playing until they add Negan from The Walking Dead as a as a costume, and then at that point I'll probably call it quits. Because they, they've already, yeah. It, I
0: think when they get that far, then it's hopefully it's many years in the future. But fingers who knows. crossed, they've
1: already added him to Magic: The Gathering and Tekken, so it's only a matter of time before he's in something
0: else. You know. Yeah. I mean, The Walking Dead's very popular. I wouldn't be surprised if we get some skin from it eventually, but...
1: I agree, I agree. We have all the Telltale games,
0: and it's only a matter of time before we get something from that particular realm, you know? So I think we can talk a little bit about some of the newer things that the game has come up with. Um, So at the time of the recording, we're in, uh, I would say, you know, we're well into season three at this point. We're probably halfway done. At this point in season three, we're starting to get different playlists where you might have different Fall Guys levels that maybe have specific themes. I know at the time of recording, there's just one that had a bunch of fruit levels. So all the levels that Fall Guys has that can have fruits that can hit mm-hmm. you. And then the finale is just... Like, one of five or something like they that?
1: six total right now, so it, it could be any of those. Um, most likely not going to be uh, Royal Fumble, but, you know, it, anything can be possible if, if you end up with a lower amount of people. Yeah, there, there's there's six total finales that you can get as of right now.
0: And I, I just think that the playlist, especially for me, who's uh, much more of a casual player, so when I do come back, you know, I can either, you know jump in with the new season and start taking on some of the new maps or sometimes there are playlists that are more aimed at the the older seasons which i was i felt like i was pretty good at season one season two i started getting worse season three i'm kind of okay but if there happens to be a playlist that's primarily the original maps um i'm much better at that than some of the newer stuff so yeah like right right you know,
1: now as as of recording i think they just rolled over to a new playlist um, what it is is you're playing three rounds of Fall Ball and then going into a random finale. So it starts out with 48 total players split up into two teams of 24, and then they keep having that number up until you get to the finale, and then they throw a random finale at you. It, it's, it's ridiculous. It's a lot of fun. I haven't won a round of that yet because team games are my, uh, are my Achilles heel, but, you know, can't win them all.
0: Yeah, and it like it keeps the game at its core the same, mm-hmm. but it spices it up enough that it kind of feels like you're playing a different game. Right. And I think as the seasons go on as well and you get more and more maps, even though some of the maps are just variations of other maps, I think the more and more maps that there become, the more it's going to feel like a unique experience every single time you're going to play because you won't have the same level 1 to level 2 to level 3 to level 4, etc. um so I'm really looking forward to that. And I know it'll be slow, but we're already starting to get there. We're starting to get a more broad variety of maps to have. So yeah, I mean, o- it's exciting. honestly, like,
1: the introduction of the variations really revitalized my interest in the game because I was starting to kind of like get bored with playing the same levels over and over again. But as soon as I started adding these ridiculous changes, like the big yeetus that can occasionally spawn in a level and then launch you across the map or... Um, Let's say, for example, like at the end of Dizzy Heights, instead of the big round, like kind of uh, kettle balls, I guess, for lack of a better way to call them, they're replaced with fruit or something else like that. That kept me wanting to play because I wanted to see like, oh, what, like, what's the potential variation here? What can happen here?
0: Uh, it just it just kept me kept me going. For example, Perfect Match basically is one of the easiest games in all of Fall Guys, But when you have the variation, you have a giant spinner in the middle, so you're trying to memorize all the tiles, place yourself in a specific area so you don't get flung off of the map, and it's quite difficult. You can lose a lot of different players in that, and the normal version, you usually only lose one or two people ever on that map, so it's definitely really fun and it also just kind of keeps you wanting to play and say i finally want to get the perfect match that has the spinner because i haven't seen it yet and i really want to mm-hmm. play it so there's that aspect as I well agree. yeah like that
1: and um the finally the introduction of anti cheat which i mean we still get the occasional hacker but it's very few and far between compared to how it was before mm-hmm. um let's see like it, it's it's been just a blessing to finally be able to play the game without getting incredibly disappointed when I lose in a fraction of a second because someone flew to the top of the map and grabbed the crown at the top Mm -hmm. of fall mountain
0: at the end. Yeah, that's for sure. I, I was lucky that I was still kind of playing PS4 in the height of that era. And then by the time I came back in season three, they had already fixed it. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really have to deal with that, but from when I did deal with it, it was very frustrating. Um, Because obviously, if you're able to cheat in the game, you're going to be able to win extremely easily. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the number
1: of times I've seen people levitating above the spinner in Jump Showdown or Mm. just floating above all the players in a round of Royal Fumble, it was so disappointing. Like, I was like, oh, cool, I made it to the finale, I might have a chance to actually win, and then I see this guy just hack the game and and win because of it i'm like all right cool you have a huge advantage over me i literally can't do anything about it
0: thanks man enjoy the free kudos yeah. and move on with your life buddy yep. i think what makes me the most hopeful for the future of this game is that the developers are so community focused whether it be curating levels by listening to the fans you know, having little bug fixes that are annoying the players, fixing the people that are cheating in the game, like everything kind of comes back to the developers listening to the player base and kind of acting on that fairly quickly. It seems like every time they're updating it is either at a mid season or the beginning of another season, which happened fairly frequently at this point the chances of something getting put into the game that you may want is fairly high. So I guess we'll kind of bridge into this next section, which is going to be what do you want to see for the future of Fall Guys? Whether it be, maybe we can start off and say, like, what would you want to see in Season 4? And then maybe after that we can kind of say, like, what's your best situation for maybe this game if it's around in two years? Like, what would you really want to see long term for uh, for this game? Okay.
1: Um, Yeah, so I mean, just kind of looking forward, I really hope that they do continue to fix any sort of bugs and overall improve improve the game as much as they possibly can. Um, There's still the occasional issue where the game won't receive your input when you're jumping or diving out of nowhere. It's very strange and inconsistent. It was mostly a problem on Jump Showdown, but I'm noticing a lot more of these issues popping up on different levels, so I'm really hoping that they they fix that and just continue to make the game as buttery smooth as possible. Um, One thing that I'm always an advocate for in any game, regardless, but especially in in Fall Guys, I hope that they do add some sort of colorblind mode um, because a lot of the bright fluorescent colors, especially for the teams, uh, can make it a little bit difficult for people who are colorblind to uh, identify which team they're on. Um... I'm not personally colorblind myself, but I know a handful of colorblind people, and I'm always an advocate for adding that mode to just make things more accessible. Having a a squad mode, which is a very common thing in other Battle Royale games, would be great. Like, if one person in the squad wins, everyone wins, so it's a little bit more of an incentive to kind of party up with people. Um, Yeah, and then overall, just, like, adding more and more rounds overall it seems to get people wanting to play the game In season two unfortunately they didn't really add all that much to it Uh, but when season three came around everyone was like super into playing the game again so I think it's just that like adding more rounds to the game is going to make the community kind of rally up and play the game more frequently.
0: Yeah I think for me especially just I guess going forward to season four is I hope that they do focus on a few more maps, like you mentioned. Season two had a few more maps, but it wasn't really that much, and there were no finales. I'm hoping that season four will add, you know, maybe one or two more to all categories, if possible, like maybe two more finales, two more race levels, and two more other miscellaneous levels. Mm-hmm. Um, I one thing I want to say too, which is I feel like, although the team games are frustrating. I feel like they really de- decrease their frequency, especially as of late. So I'm I'm kind of finding myself recently actually wanting to get into more team games. Um, so I think that there's a lot of stuff that they can do with team games as well. Mm. I think it there may even be more options that they, that they can do with that um, versus like race games and things of that nature. So I'm kind of hoping that they might put a new team game in season four um and i agree with the squads i'm just not exactly sure they seem to be very cautious to not do playlists or other things that would potentially allow people to get crowns at a much faster rate which i feel like squads would unless they somehow ramped up the difficulty um through some other kind of mechanic i'm not too sure how that would work yet but I just thought of another uh, thing I could potentially see in season four, which is I would like to see some more slime levels or what I like to call the levels. Well, I like to see more slime levels where the slime raises that isn't slime climb, but is very similar. I'd like to see a few more variations on that. I know for me, even though I'm not the best at it, it's still like one of my favorite levels to play Mm -hmm. because I like how high risk it is and how many people could potentially lose. And if you do beat it, it really accelerates you closer to the finale. So I'm hoping for more slime levels. Yeah, I think in a, in a previous
1: survey that they had, they were asking for kind of, like, level suggestions. Um, and I I guess it kind of sort of came to fruition in uh, in the form of big fans, but not quite the way that I wanted it to be. Um, what, I, what I was hoping for is, like, in, in Mario Party 1 or Mario Party 2, there's just this one level where you're just kind of, like, running diagonally across a bunch of platforms with different textures and movement patterns and stuff and like the whole point is to keep running because the platforms are falling out and falling out underneath you um and i was i was saying like maybe if there's like a big wall of slime coming at you and the 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 Mm. platforms are at like an incline um so like you have to keep making sure that you're going across all these different platforms as you're ascending but also make sure you don't fall between the gaps of the platforms because you'll get eliminated that way too um It'd be really cool to see something like that. I don't know how feasible that is with, like, a a crowd of, like, 30 to 40 players, but who knows? They might be able to implement something, but I I think I agree with you on that, too. Like, any sort of kind of survival race level is always going to be at the top of my, my, like, favorite level lists in the future if they end up adding something like that.
0: And also if the developers want any ideas for slime climb, if you want the OG slime climb, you gotta play Donkey Kong Land 2 or Donkey Kong Country. Start playing those slime climb levels and you'll get some good ideas. That's all I'm saying. Donkey Kong, baby. Yeah,
1: Auto scroller levels from like early platformer games and all that, just they hit they hit different. They're so they can be so stressful, but also a lot of fun at the same time. I remember, like, staying up super late playing New Super Mario Brothers on the Wii and trying to deal with a lot of the, uh, the auto-scrolling levels in that game. And, yeah, it's it, like, seeing something similar to that in Fall Guys also just kind of, like, made me, mis- made me nostalgic for those types of games.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, maybe that's why you and I like them so much. Maybe if you took people who hadn't played those games, maybe they don't understand. But yeah, that's what I immediately thought of. And I was like, I'm pretty sure there's a level in Donkey Kong Land 2 that's literally called Slime Climb. And it Mm. is. It's called Slime Climb. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder if a developer maybe played this level before. I don't know. Could be coincidence. I, I mean we also
1: do have a level called Gate Crash, which is like Magic the yep. Gathering adjacent, and Doordash, which is just a food delivery company, so it's really funny how yeah. that like there's some name overlap, but they're completely unrelated.
0: Um maybe do we have any kind of quality of life or anything that we noticed with Season 3 that we think needs to be fixed by the next patch by any chance? Or by the next season? None that
1: I can think of that I haven't already touched on. Like just uh, controller input issues being a problem every now and again. Um, yeah, that's that's really all I can kind of point out from this past season. Other than that, like everything else that's been quality of life. Uh, either has been addressed or will be addressed later on in the future. Like, I know everyone always talks about, like, oh, I wish I I could have my Steam name displayed again and all that, but I don't know if they're going to eventually revert back to how
0: it used to be or some other solution.
1: I guess we'll eventually find out, but, yeah.
0: Yeah, they seem to be very fluid and kind of creative. I kind of like what they ended up doing with the Steam names, where you have the randomly generated three-piece name and you can even change it pretty much whatever you want, so if it's not to your liking, you can kind of mix it up until you get something that more suits your personality. I also really enjoy what they did with Season 3 with ranking up and, as Bobby mentioned, you know, keeping track of how many crowns you have and rewarding you for playing more and getting more crowns, etc. I think that they can continue to improve on that as seasons continue as well. And I hope also that they make you know, more skins more accessible, maybe not so many crown-based skins, or if they are crown-based skins, maybe lower values like one and two, which seems to be what they're doing right now. Yeah. Even with their exclusives, they're more towards two and three crowns for a piece, which is nice. Yeah, that was actually one of the um, things that I
1: wanted to, that I had on my list of looking forward. Um, I, I'm hoping that they do kind of like rework the currency system a little bit or kind of incentivize you to play a little bit more after you've completed the season. Um, because, like, right now I'm sitting on a huge pile of kudos that I can't spend because I didn't introduce any new, um, costumes that you can purchase with kudos this season. And then all of the costumes from, like, season one and two that were crossover events, they were all, like, five crowns apiece, so I either didn't pick them up or missed the time frame to get them, and I'm trying to get them now, but, uh with the recent crossover events that they've been doing, everything's been like three crowns a piece for the top or the bottom. And it has been kind of, uh, I don't know, it's making it a lot better for people to actually get the outfits that they want instead of having to save up a whole 10 crowns to get like the top and bottom of Godzilla or Chell from Portal or whatever.
0: Yeah, I think it could be really interesting to have some kind of special event where you might be able to get a lot of the older uh, costumes and maybe even reward people who are playing a lot and have them be, for example, say it was five crowns or 20,000 kudos or something like Mm -hmm. that for hard to find skins that were only available at a specific time. But the players that have 20,000 kudos laying around are either saving it or they play your game a lot. So obviously you can help them out and reward people and even get people interested in playing again to try to farm that up and get those skins.
1: Um, Like, one thing that kind of came to mind when I was writing out my notes, um, in in Hearthstone, I don't know if this is still the case, but I remember back in, like, the earlier build of the game, like, every three games that you had completed, win or lose, um, you get, like, points towards a... uh, like, a a lump amount of gold or something like that. And then you can use that gold to then buy packs. Um, So, like, maybe... Every, like, couple of finales that you happen to get to, they could maybe give you, like, a portion of a crown or something, and hmm. after accumulating so many portions of a crown, you can then actually cash it in for one. It'd be pretty cool to do it like that, but I don't know if that's something that they want to do, because obviously, like, the crowns are such a uh, a commodity that they only want it to be won through actually winning the event. Um, they, ha- they you can't actually like pay for crowns with real money, but you can pay for kudos. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Like I, there, There's so many different yeah. like, approaches that they could take, and I'm not sure what the best way to do it would be other than what they have right now, you know?
0: I, I do like that idea, though, because I understand that they want to make crowns hard to obtain, but, again, I mean, potentially they could add a third type of currency, or... It could be something, like you said, maybe it's reaching the finale X amount of times, but even if it was like five, that's still rewarding players who are doing well, Mm -hmm. but it's making it just a little bit easier because you'd still have to play and get to five finales, which is not necessarily the easiest thing in the world, and only some percentage of players will even do that. So I don't think it takes away from it too much, but we'll have to see. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I... I know that the developers are pretty active with the community. So, if you guys agree with us or disagree with us, let us know in the comments and if we can get enough of us together, who knows, maybe we can make a make a change in the game that we like to play. Mm-hmm.
1: I agree, I agree. Maybe eventually like down the road, I could see them adding a lot more of the so like there's there's literally only one game that has four teams in it and that's team tail tag. I would love to see more rounds that have that. I know it's kind of hard to set it up so that the game eliminates just enough people to have it be divisible by, divisible by four or three, mm-hmm. and that's what's kind of making it a little bit harder to get the team games going. Um, but I, I would love to see something that actually utilizes the green team, because they're pretty underrepresented. Um, I, I think also like the, the main draw to a lot of the game is the racing rounds. A lot of people love them. I would love to see another racing finale like like Fall Mountain. Hmm. If they ever do, like, a... They could even do, like, a themed one for one of the future seasonal themes. That'd be pretty great. Um, yeah, and I, I just hope that, like, they continue to cross-promote with other indie games. I know that a lot of people have suggested, like, crossovers with, with Hades and... I don't know, like, any sort of... Um, mediatonic game I know that mediatonic worked on hot to full boyfriend if any of you are familiar <laughs> with that uh, it's, it's the uh, the bird dating simulator um, it'd be really funny because obviously like mediatonic has a kind of affinity for birds there are so many bird costumes in fall guys I think it'd be a shoe-in to have any sort of bird costume from Hot To Pool Boyfriend added to the game. And then also any sort of Devolver crossover. Like it'd be cool to have like a costume from Ape Out or Pikuniku or um, Minute or something like that. Like any of those games that are honestly phenomenal um, that were published by Devolver would be be great. I'd absolutely be welcome to that. Um, And then also like further down the line, just additional color variants of existing costumes. Um, I know that they've only kind of recently done some color variants of the season one outfits, and that was introduced in season two. And then all the other seasons, they or the remaining season, I guess, um, the the only other color variations that they had were distributed through like Twitter and Instagram contests, which was kind of frustrating. But that's another topic for another day. Um, but yeah, like they they had the Black Knight costume and the Uh, Blue and Pink Dragon that were only distributed through Twitter and Instagram if you entered into like a contest or tried to Just interact with their social media in any way and it's kind of hard to uh, Be visible in a crowd of like thousands upon thousands of people Um, So uh, I'm I'm hoping they at least like add more and more of those color variants to kind of add, Add a little bit more diversity to the game
0: Yeah, and I I think that for colors, there are almost infinite color combinations that they could use, and I'm kind of surprised with the lack of colors that they currently have. Um, I think that they are kind of trying to stay in a specific color palette, which I understand. um, They kind of have the more muted pastel type colors, um, but that's definitely something they can expand on.
1: Yeah, like they have like um, a a brown mammoth and a blue mammoth, and then they have the the purple ninja and the white ninja. Like there, there's a lot of color variation that they could do, but I don't know if they just want to like, I don't know if they're trying to avoid stockpiling too many colors for one specific outfit or something like that. Who knows?
0: That's true. I guess for my stretch goals of Fall Guys in the future. Number one thing I want to say, this could be controversial, but what I really want to see is it doesn't have to be the full level. I want to see swimming. I want to see a part where the fall guys, they fall into a pool, they have to swim around, there's obstacles in the pool, maybe there's some fruit floating around or some donuts getting in the way, they got to get around it. I think that'd be a lot of fun. And I know for you people out there who might say, but you can't fall in a pool. It only has to be one part that has the pool. They can fall off the edge outside. And then the second thing I think could be interesting, and I think somewhere down the line, as long as the game stays popular for a while, would be a flying aspect. Either I'm thinking they could play off the fact that there are a lot of animal skins, and maybe it could be some kind of gliding aspect, or it could be, like, literally, I think at some point they might do, like, a vehicle where... You know, there's X amount of like planes or something that you could fly around and you could still have obstacles like in the sky that would hit you out, or maybe there's just some kind of mechanic that would get you out of the plane. I just think that would be interesting and that would really take the game into a like a a totally new direction that seems like it would fit um but would definitely freshen it up and so that's why that's like one of my long-term goals because i definitely don't see it happening anytime soon mm-hmm. but i can definitely see vehicles or something along those lines happening down the line yeah. it, it's funny that um, you mentioned flying
1: because with um one of the more recent uh, sorry one of the race levels that was introduced in season three there's a lot of um like launch pads and air vents and fans and stuff that propel you in certain directions. So I think that could be something that they are potentially going to lean towards in a in a future season. Like have a bit of a focus on kind of more aerial movement or like more aerial sections. It'd be interesting to see how yeah. they have a work with that because a lot of the stuff that you see on um, Tundra Run and Freezy Peak is really really fun, honestly. Like the the, the way that the yeah, pads I like work it as well. The way that the uh the fans work, it's it's wonderful and I hope that they kind of capitalize on that on that a little bit.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say that as well as um that's kind of where I even got the idea of that is, you know, we're used to Fall Guys motion being usually forward and back and maybe falling down or jumping up, but we don't really have any kind of propulsion or anything like that, so yeah, I think it could be super interesting to get some different types of movement going on. Um, and, th- like, there's still randomness to that. Like, all of Fall Guys revolves around, you know, this weird physics engine and randomness. So I think that that goes really hand in hand with uh, being propelled in a specific direction. Um, so my final uh, stretch goal, I would say, for Fall Guys in the future is Bobby was mentioning earlier how... We want to see more indie game collaborations for skins and things like that. But I also am hoping that down the line, you know, at the time of this filming this video, we have seen a Doom collaboration. So to me, that feels like pretty much any franchise is fair game. I mean, if we got Caco Demon and we have uh, Doom Guy as skins, we have Sonic. Like, we could potentially get anything. And as much as I like to see indie games represented, I think that should continue as well. But I'm really hoping to get some pretty cool uh, collabs there. And uh, one more indie game one I want to throw out there, if you consider it an indie game, is also at the the time of filming this podcast, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World The Game just was re-released. And I think that would fit fall guy style pretty well and i know that the re-release is doing extremely well right now so you know we're both scott pilgrim fans here we saw it together in the movies yeah. so you never know we could potentially see that let us know in the comments uh what kind of video game character or any character at this point it could be a movie character that you might want to see in fall guys and yeah I- I just want to see a
1: little Zagreus with the, with the heterochromia eyes and he's got a little sword on his back running around and grabbing people and, and trying to ruin people's day as he tries to uh, escape the hell that is Seesaws. There you go.
0: <laughs> you heard it here first. In my opinion, you know, great collaboration. The, the pitfall guy, you know, he's fallen in pits. He's got his little safari outfit on, which is themed for animals, you know, that's, just call me up, and, you know, all I'm asking for is, like, a cent per skin sale, you know, I mean, they're not sales, but you know what I'm saying, hit me yeah. up, I got some ideas. Reach out to me anytime
1: you want, Mediatonic, you know, I, yeah. I, 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 have, your, I have your number, you don't have mine, but, um, you know, I, I will reach out to you on, on the Twitters, and try to, try to give you some some nice little bits of information, be like, yeah,
0: the people really like this. Yeah, I was going to say, if anyone happens to watch this from the dev team, I got you covered for skin ideas, Bobby's got you covered for uh trying to get recognized and getting a little bit of a retweet, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> Maybe we're... He's asking for some exclusive skins. You know, that's all. That's all. That's all. If you you see this,
1: I'll I'll finally get some recognition. I saw one person get a retweet for 300 wins, so who knows? Maybe that's on the on the horizon. So if you see
0: this, we got to get some retweet action. (laughs) Um, One thing I want to see in either season four or maybe just any future season is I've mentioned this to a few people. It may kind of conflict with the spirit of the game. But I would love to see like a training mode feature where you can maybe practice certain levels to help you get better because the thing about this game is it's very casual but if you only play so much you know and especially as time goes on and there are more and more levels it gets kind of overwhelming and maybe you want to just sit there and keep practicing Fall Mountain over and over again until you really start mastering that level.
1: That uh, that was one of the things that they had on that um, on that survey that they had put out the other day. Um, I'm hoping that that can actually be a reality. It'd be great to practice something like like full mountain, like you had mentioned, or even just some of the or some hexagon, of the earlier maybe. race levels. I don't know if hexagon would yeah. be nearly as fun to practice because it's so hard to work with. Like, actually, how would you? Yeah, how would you even
0: practice hexagon it, if it's just it's, you? It's hard right, to
1: do it without the additional like. Seventeen or fifteen people, depending yeah. on how many uh, end up being in that finale. So, um, something like jump showdown could be good to practice too. If you're, yeah. if you're able to uh, practice that, of course, you don't have the variable of people trying to grab you as the pillars swing towards you. But at least you can kind of get used to the timing of, of jumping and moving away when the platform is going to fall out underneath you. There's there's at least like a couple of areas that would be. Great to um, have a training room for. So I, I 100% agree with that, and I'm glad that they that yeah. brought that up and that they also had that on the uh, the survey that they submitted.
0: Because one thing that could be cool too, if they want to keep the spirit of the game and not let people practice specific levels, like you said, maybe there could be a practice level where it's just a spinner and you can just jump over the spinner to practice like the physics of the spinner, the fall guys jump time, like all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? Whereas it's not letting you practice those levels per se, but you can get familiar with certain concepts. Like a big yeet is just launching you. You can keep practicing it to get the timing down yeah. or things like that. So yeah, That would be
1: great, honestly. I, I, I think any sort of training room for any game is always a welcome addition. It's, it's a great addition in fighting games. It's a great addition in literally anything else that you're, you're able to do.
0: I think the fans of this podcast, Bobby, they, they want to know. No, I'm just kidding. Do you have any advice for newer players of the game that maybe are having trouble getting their first crown or are starting trying to get more consistent at getting crowns in the game and just improving overall? Um, yeah, so
1: one of the things that I could really recommend that you do is try like watching other popular YouTubers or streamers play the game. Um a lot of the techniques that I had learned at the, in the first season and I'm continuing to kind of like add on to my skill set as I play, I, I learned from watching other streamers play the game. Um, so even like a minor technique such as like diving as you're about to land, such a like an essential part of the gameplay, at least at a, at a higher level, Um, That you wouldn't normally like think to do because like when you're when you're landing or you're trying to land on an incline or something like that If you dive just before you land your character usually stands up right away Which is great because more often than not if you're jumping from a a large height and then Hit the ground you're gonna fall forward and you have to roll over on your side and stand back up And you have to go through that whole rigmarole of animation Um, but if you dive just before you land you're able to stand up right away and continue walking as if nothing happened. So kind of getting into the rhythm of diving as you're landing is a great thing to do. Um, Learning different shortcuts and levels was another thing that kind of like started to trickle into my moveset, I guess for lack of a better way to put it, as I was playing. Like, Slime Climb was one of my most dreaded levels when I was first starting out because it has such a huge learning curve to it. There is so much happening all the time. And then eventually, like, it it, it came down to, like, metagaming a little bit, too. Like, as soon as people started to learn the, the Dorito Skip, as it came to be known... Um, everyone started doing that right at the beginning of the round. So I'm like, all right, I'm not going to do that because if I do that, I'm going to get trampled to death and then knocked into the, into the slime. So then I started like going around the people and then just to the left of the Dorito, there's a, like a little gap that you can actually jump and dive to get onto. So I started doing that instead. And then it's all about kind of like adapting to the situation and figuring out the best approach at that moment. And then in slime climb, like people stopped griefing as often, which is great. Because uh, that was really frustrating to have to deal with that uh, that little section with the pillars. Um, I learned how to do the the hammer skip, which is in that one sec like it's like the third tier of slime climb with the rotating hammers. You can actually jump on top of them and then jump onto another platform. So it's all about like learning the different shortcuts. I, I mean, and that's just me talking about slime climb. There's so many other levels that have these little. Uh, shortcuts or optimizations that you can do to kind of guarantee yourself that you'll qualify. Um, so, so it's really a matter of just kind of learning more about the game, putting in a little bit of homework to kind of see how other people are playing it and how um, their gameplay kind of differs from yours and how you can improve yourself. And just from that point, like, Applying it and continuing to get better and better Um, a lot like I said like the the team games are my Achilles heel But I usually try my best to like make sure that I'm putting in my effort for my team Um, There there are a lot of times where I'm playing like snowy scrap and I'm able to stop one of the teams from just outright doing anything um, I, I've had them like stuck at like eighteen percent of the snow collection before, and the rest of, like my team is just kind of doing their own thing. But I was able to stop <laughs> stop one of the teams completely. Uh, it was it was really funny. Um, so yeah, uh, overall, it's just honestly like a lot of a lot of practice, a lot of watching other people play the game, and applying the things that you learn to your gameplay so that you can continue to improve. Um, honestly, it doesn't matter whether you're playing with keyboard and mouse or a controller. I personally prefer controller because I, I've always been a person that has played video games with a controller. I'm, I'm not used to WASD, but, you know, uh, everyone has their own preference. You can play the game however you want. Um, just go with what's most comfortable and will help you uh, be successful in the long run.
0: Yeah, I think, like, to summarize that, like, sometimes on your own you can't solve specific problems but by talking to other people that you may know by watching streamers or youtube videos you can really learn different strategies that you maybe never thought of before and maybe you can even make some things like that and share it with your friends so it's definitely although it is a single player game it can be collaborative if you want Mm -hmm. it to be i want to thank everybody first of all for watching i want to thank you bobby for being on the podcast bobby's my good friend and i really wanted to have them on and talk to them about fall guys which we both like playing together um if anyone who's watching wants to give suggestions to the developers on what they might want to see in the game skin collabs that they want to see um, I really want to generate that discussion and see what you guys have to say. Um, I think the community is really passionate and really strong at their suggestions. So who knows? Maybe we'll get something done. And if you want to check out Bobby's social media, I'll have that in the description for this video. Yeah,
1: I want to want to thank the, you very much, Kevin, for for having me on the stream. I appreciate it, dude. Like it's it's really cool to like get to talk ad nauseum about a game that I'm really passionate about and thoroughly enjoy yeah. for about an hour or so it's it's really nice to and just be able to kind of talk about it it's great I don't really get to do that too often
0: so it's 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 nice and that's why we I decided to make this podcast because I think you get the best experience when you get to talk to people about things that they really care about you get nice discussion and all that mm-hmm. so Thank you again, Bobby, for being on the podcast. I'll see you guys with another podcast, hopefully within the next few weeks or so, so you can look forward to that. Until next time, guys, peace.